Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Broadcasting from a secret location high above the earth. Four do-gooders doing their best good to shine a bright light on the most popular and unpopular comic book heroes and villains. So sit down, shut up, strap in, and tune your ears and open your brain for Encyclo Comica! What's up, Super Butts? Welcome to Encyclocomica, the show where we do a deep dive on the super guys and gals and aliens and monsters and cyborgs and um, anthropomorphic bricks. Yep. Um, cowboys. cowboys. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Uh, of all genders and uh, sexual preferences. Orientations. Orientations. And, um, the school orientations? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, oh, we got to add one. Um Let's go with um, all of the, um, you know what? Let's go with all of the old Italian tailors. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, uh, do you, you want your suit fit or do you want, you know, slim? What Ooh, are it's Taylor you? Man. Oh. That's, yeah, Taylor Man. Tim Taylor. <laughs> there he is. Old Italian Taylor Man. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I was wondering, I, I have the suit here, Taylor Man. Um do you think you can maybe make it like a slim fit suit? You too? No, you too big. I'm too big. You're too big. Oh. Midsection. Too oh. big. What do you What do you think about pleats? Gotta have them. <laughs> You're a pleats guy, and uh, more the more pleats, the better. What do you recommend for uh, a break on my pant? A a what? A the, break. A break. We don't say break. What do you say? It's a break. It's a what? Ah, <laughs> uh, the break. And uh, BRK. what do you recommend for it? Yeah, like a full break or and also where does the usually happen on the pants? Yeah, uh, it's all, it's everywhere really when you think about it. <laughs> it's the whole thing. I mean, it's it's a it's a it, social it. construct. You know, it's human human social. Construct. Now, are you from Italy? I uh, no. no. Oh, okay. I'm from I'm from Little Italy. <laughs> oh, okay, I you guess. know, it's it's just a suburb of what Poughkeepsie, New York. <laughs> <laughs> So everywhere's got a know, little Italy. But yeah, you know your breaks and your bricks and your <laughs> pleats and your slim I'd, fits. I'd love to know what this voice is. Well, it's uh, Poughkeepsie, Little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone there really small? Uh, I'm the smallest, but yeah, we're kind of. You sound like high pitch Eric from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> never heard of him. Oh, okay. Never heard of him. You're from New York. You've never heard of Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> Poughkeepsie's weird. Why? Why? <laughs> Spell it. What's weird about it? Spell it. Spell what? Poughkeepsie. Uh, P-O-U-G-H-K-E? It's weird, right? P- uh, yeah, sure. So we're a little strange and we don't understand everything that goes on around us. I wish you weren't wearing sunglasses. We're <laughs> in a house. You know what's funny is I actually forgot I was. <laughs> you just thought it's really dark in here. I'm just yeah. so used to it. Jesus well, Christ. I'm sure that all of the bright patterns that close to your eyes probably hurt them a little bit. You got to save them for your craft. In Poughkeepsie, neon suits everywhere. Ooh. Neon. 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 I would actually be into a neon suit. Right? So you, you come down to would. my shop. What's your shop called? Sorry? What's, <laughs> what's your shop called, he asked? It's called Poughkeepsie Slims <laughs> Taylor Place. Who is Poughkeepsie? <laughs> Who is he? Who's Poughkeepsie Slim? 
we're all a little Poughkeepsie and uh, in Poughkeepsie. You know, it's everybody. It's a it's a community, uh, Taylor. I feel like you're like. Uh... How can you become a Poughkeepsie Slim? Yeah. You register on. <laughs> you register at newyork.edu.gov. Wow, two extensions. There's two extensions. It's a very popular place. We we started off with .eu and we you know overclocked the uh, website. Overclocked it, crashed. it. Overclocked it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the term. I'm a tailor. And I don't you know became a government it. entity and because then, of that. Because of that, we needed government intervention. So Poughkeepsie, or I'm sorry, New York .edu .gov, and then you become a Poughkeepsie Slim. I hate this. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that later. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm, please I'm, do. I yeah. hate this. Cat, uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Today, we are talking about Marco from Saga. Okay. Now, as I mentioned earlier to Kat and everyone in the room, I am an idiot, and I don't know anything about this character because I have not read Saga yet, but I do own it. I that's do own one it. step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I do that own it. That is literally the first step. Yeah. I could potentially read it now yeah. while you talk. I'd recommend getting the compendium if you haven't started it yet and just having all of them, all the, of the first 54. It's ginormous. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what... Um, is okay. it still ongoing? It's on hiatus right now. Yeah. That's uh, how it always happens. It's been on hiatus for the last year with no return in sight yet. Yeah, they said it was going to be at least a year long yeah. hiatus, right? So, yeah. I mean, any Are they day working now. on the show, which I heard is a thing? So, Saga is not getting a show. Paper Girls is getting a show. Okay. I heard but Saga was at some point. I could be wrong, but I heard something like that was in the works. So, Brian K. Vaughn, who, um, along with Fiona Staples, created Saga, is also the creator of Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paper Girls is getting picked up for a series at Amazon Prime, I believe. Ooh, they got That's going to be good. Yeah. And I'm worried it's going to get a Stranger Things fucking Yeah, kinda... I, it does have that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but they, Brian K. Vaughn was saying that he is just happy to have Saga as a comic and doesn't think that a lot of it will translate to other media. Yeah, that's what I heard is that he, he's trying to make it non-filmable. Yeah, I think if anything, <laughs> it would have to be a cartoon if, they, if they did translate it, which I would be happy with, but they he said that he doesn't really have any interest with putting this story in other media right now. Seth Rogen will have a word for him, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this episode. So do you well. say, uh, I pronounce it Saga? Do you? Saga? Saga? You read Saga? Uh, Saga! <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, Matt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck do you want from me? I said I appreciate it. I'm just telling you, I like it. I'm to take it. a fucking picture of my cat. I like your joke better than better, Matt's. No, I was that mine wasn't a joke. Oh, really? Yeah. You say See, Saga you like an saga? asshole? Saga, yeah. Or Saga, whatever? Saga. saga. You don't read Saga? Yeah. Oh, God, fuck off. Bob Saga. <laughs> Bob Saga. Bob Sagamano. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, which character are you specifically doing for I'm this? specifically doing Marco. Marco. As yes. you mentioned at the top, you <laughs> jerk. I just couldn't remember. You're he such is. a horn. There was so much Saga talk and Saga. So tell me about this Marco. <laughs> so, Marco is the male protagonist in Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, he is from the Moon of Wreath. He has very large ram horns. He sure does. I'm looking at him now. He's yeah. a moony, if you will. Yeah. Because they're racist against them, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, like we're going to do top five uh, made up racial slurs. Eventually, yeah. So this, they call them moonies. moonies. is a racial slur for uh, people. I still like my grass blades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wreath is the moon of the planet Landfall. 
Um, and everyone on Landfall has wings. Or mm-hmm. most people on Landfall have wings. Um, so these two planets are warring. Marco is a soldier from Wreath. His wife, Alana, is a soldier from Landfall. They get together, have a baby, and then because they are both considered war criminals for fraternizing with the enemy and procreating mm-hmm. and creating a hybrid child, they are on the run through the galaxy, um, being pursued by several bounty hunters um, from each of their planets. Mm-hmm. Star-crossed lovers. Yes, literally. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> ah. You like that one? So, question, because yep. I haven't read this. Why, this this seems very um, kind of like tropey and predictable. Yeah. Why is it so successful? I think because it, it, it kind of does lean into those tropes of them being star-crossed lovers. It's got a lot of uh, Star Wars vibes with the bounty hunters, the different planets. You're introduced to several different planets and creatures and different races throughout um, its run. But it also speaks a lot to the importance of family, um, kind of the futility of revenge and war. Uh, it's a very inclusive story. There's some transgender characters. They two of the two main characters are um, mixed race and Asian, so it's uh, a very it, it, people aren't used to seeing that really as main protagonists of a story it's very real like yeah. even though it's very fake yeah <laughs> it's very fake yeah and it's very it's it's gory and it's sexy but not in like a an off-putting way so i think it like it pushes the envelope as far as it can while still being um it doesn't like go over the edge yeah like the opening the opening line in the book is i believe matt talked about it better matt talked about it before is what matt uh, i think i'm shitting yeah, so yeah. it's I'm her shitting. giving birth mm-hmm. and that's the opening line matt i think the way i would answer your question is it start the premise of it is something that everyone can understand and mm-hmm. everyone has read a star-crossed lover story right but then there's never a moment in the book that's actually predictable. Yeah. So it like starts in something that we all know and can can you know conceptualize like right, but then goes in a way that is unique and creative and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the a lot of the characters, some of them are bad guys, and then they turn into good guys and allies, and so it's really hard to just predict where a story is going to go and where an an arc is going to end. Hmm. Um. <laughs> So the reason I picked Marco personally from this book, this story is full of great characters. But for me, he's kind of the heart of the story. Um, He is, while he was a soldier, he's a pacifist. He swears on the life of his daughter that he's never going to use violence again unless he has to. Um, And he is a really strong terrifying fighter. Like when he gets angry and unleashes his power, he is a force to be reckoned with. So... It's interesting that you, so I'm looking at pictures of him. Mm-hmm. He seems like a pretty average sized person. He's not walking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a lean so average sized guy. Is he guy. just like a, a skilled fighter? He's very skilled with a sword. Um, his He's got kind of a bad temper. So when he just like lets that overtake him, it's just kind of a blind rage scenario. Mm. Um, but he also. Is magical, so he does have magical powers. Um, he can bind enemies. He can. Um, he has like 
lightning abilities. Oh, okay. Um, and then positively he can heal too. Mm. Um, but his healing powers only work on other people from Wreath. Oh, right. That yeah. sounds right. It's been yeah. a while since I've read it, so I don't remember yeah. that. I don't it's been know. Hiatus for a year. <laughs> yeah. Man, another another part of the book is the one of the differences, other than the races between Wreath and Landfall, is that. Uh, Marco's race uses magic, whereas Alana's race uses is like a science and technology. Yes, yeah, well. so that's so. kind of where their oh. their main conflict comes. From. So one's a Tony Stark, and the yeah. other one's a Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Now we're speaking a language <laughs> I can understand, <laughs> and they do speak different languages. Um, Marco and Alana have where their wedding rings are communicator rings, so they can understand each other. Aww, aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh, magical translation. That's okay. Yeah. It's romantic. It's mm-hmm. so romantic. You love the romance, Fro, don't you? Love it. Yeah, their romance all... is really interesting because it's kind of like a typical marriage or other relationship where sometimes they fight, they don't get along, they don't see eye to eye. They argue um, a lot. Yeah, they do argue a lot, but they also fuck a lot. Oh, it's <laughs> sick! Sick! That is true. Yeah, um, but I just think he's he's so complex and that he um, is a pacifist, but knows when there are times he needs to use violence even if he thinks that it's it's a futile gesture um and he is transformed a lot through the story and you get a lot of his backstory um there's a drug in the story called fade away which is basically like heroin um and he ods on it one night like he tries it for the first time ods on it but has like a really spiritual journey where you like ayahuasca yeah basically and you like see his his trip, his high, where he like goes back to when he's a kid and he thinks about all these different life events and like comes to realizations about himself and violence and war and family like during that time. So I think they've spent like a lot of time building up his backstory and letting you know like where he is, his motives, um, why he operates the way that he does. So uh, I just feel the most connected to him in terms of characters presented because you boot h on a regular basis as well exactly yeah, yeah. boot h yeah, on yeah. a regular basis <laughs> well doesn't he become hooked at some point no that's no. alana yeah his oh, okay yeah but who doesn't spoiler alert <laughs> yeah sorry um so do you like sometimes call your husband marco every once in a while just... i mean in my head yeah. not... <laughs> only because <laughs> he has that. ram horns <laughs> yeah he's like oh i see that you're horny today Ooh. hey <laughs> <laughs> um marco though he is <laughs> him (laughs) (laughs) he's he is not only one of my favorite comic characters i would say he's one of my favorite fictional characters nice of all time right up there with santa claus and jesus huh yep yep and the easter bunny no love for the tooth fairy though no she's a bitch (laughs) whoa she just she gives me money so (laughs) i'm into that still still Still. i'm losing teeth on a regular basis (laughs) so why is it uh so that's a a, a good history about him and i i mean you you definitely touched upon uh why it's important or worth your time to know who he is Mm -hmm. uh anything else about why uh why you think people would you know what's like the uh what's the alluring factor other than like the the storyline overall the the book in general but like what's what's appealing about markle markle uh, <laughs> yes uh, andrea or whatever her name is Angela like, markle markle yeah, markle um, um, yeah you get what i'm saying yeah uh marco to me like i said is the heart of the story um he he's a central character he deals so much with other characters um he aligns himself with 
with their their villains sometimes um and he's just he's an all-around great dad um and just seeing his journey of how he's trying to figure out who he is as a man as a husband as a father as a soldier um or kind of a a conscientious not observer but what's the word I'm conscientious objector objector yeah i gotta Um, get back on saga he just he has uh i think one of the biggest journeys in independent comic history um and just seeing his his philosophical and emotional um journey has been really interesting to me from like everything you tell me about him he seems like uh he seems like the ultimate pragmatic where it's like he's very like you said like he aligns himself with like villains or whatever where he kind of just like looks at a situation and isn't uh isn't bound so much by maybe past histories versus like what goal needs to be accomplished at the time. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like what is going to give me the most favorable outcome, what's right. gonna get me what I need, who can help me in this situation. Yeah. That's all he really cares about. Doesn't really hold grudges, um, doesn't really you know, he likes to get, he gives people kind of the benefit of the doubt. And even if they've crossed him before, he's hesitant to work with them and will like keep a close eye on them, but it's not going to cause him to alienate people. Like one of the, one of the bounty hunters that was pursuing them now lives with him and his family. So, <laughs> um, he just walked across him. He was like asking for change one day. He's like, oh shit, what happened to you? Yeah. There's, de- there's like Kinda? definitely tension there, but, um, just <clears throat> where he's like, this is also someone in need. Right. I'm gonna. They kind of gather yeah. the misfits with them exactly throughout the universe yeah. in their travels. Mm, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, it's a, a story for outcasts coming together and overcoming. Cool. Um, there are no other iterations of this character, huh? No, he. Uh, they only exist within the story. I would say um, because it's a it's a story as a whole. I would recommend reading all of it there's 54 issues right now you've got some time to catch up before it comes back um but in terms of really important marco chapters i would say 1 5 27 and 54 are the big ones to read for him is that how the story's told in chapters chapters, yeah um yeah but i he's not even really one of the most popular characters i would say to come out of this in pop culture, like uh, Lion Cat Lion is Cat. from Saga. She's everywhere. I have a Lion Cat statue in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I think is weird because it only says one thing. Yeah. How many things do your cats say? <laughs> Several. Um, Rocksteady has definitely said hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my cat has said Matthew before. Oh. That definitely has pretty sure. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Matthew. I, I looked at it's her, an emergency. I looked at her and I was like, did you just say my name? It was amazing. <laughs> So there's a lot of merch. There's like t-shirts and pins and Lion. stickers and all that. I but, love Goose. Uh, I love. Oh, I love him. So cute. He's so cute. Beep, he's a little beep, seal beep, man. Yeah. A little awesome. seal man. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you'd really like Goose. Yeah, he's Goose? so cute. Goose he's so cute. and friendo. And the Will kind of looks like Matt. Yeah, oh. kind of. The oh. Will. So he's the one that has the lion cat, right? Yeah. 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 The Will? The, the will. will. The bounty hunters all have really cool names. And Fro kind of looks like the stock. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember which character That's that is. That's the so spider. Sexy. Spider Woman? <laughs> yeah, the Spider Woman. With her six tits or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Just like Fro. Yep. No, think about it. Doesn't Matt kind of look like the Will? Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Similar hair. Hey, he looks pretty handsome. 
Well, sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> He's got a belly, apparently. Well, he he falls on hard times. Yeah, hey, you he know. goes through some shit. They all do. Um, so in this book, who is like, um, is, is there ever like a major like big bad or like a villain, or is it just so, like kind of like slice of life? Everyone can be good or bad at any given time. Uh, kind of where people can be good or bad at any time, but uh, the will is a huge adversary for Marco. Uh, Prince Robot the Fourth is a huge adversary for Marco. Isn't he like? Wouldn't you say Prince Robot is probably the he's major he, antagonist yeah. of the whole thing? None of the whole thing. Oh <laughs> shit! I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> Fuck. He is awesome. Yeah, he is very awesome. He's. I love him too. I remember. I went There's to so a, many good ones. I went to a comic con. and I saw so many people dressed as him, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I'm like. Why are there so many computer monitors on people's heads? <laughs> Do you see recently there are these guys wearing uh, TV screens on their head and just dropping off old TV sets on people's porches? I did see that. What was that? Wait, what? Yeah. They they look like the people from Prince Robot's Planet. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're just dropping off. Fucking... Yeah, just dropping off and like waving into like security cameras and stuff and just like walking away. That's weird. Yeah, it is. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's real strange. I love... Yeah. So I love the idea of the robots in, in the book um, and the way they have their class structure based yeah. on what kind of television your head is. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the king is a big flat screen TV uh, and then the poor people have these, these little terrible tube little, televisions. The yeah. rabbit ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. And it's really cool too that all of the robot people, like you can see their inner emotions because it will reflect on the tel- the screen, mm-hmm. um, huh. which can sometimes get them in trouble. But- uh yeah, so I would say the will. Um, There's a good picture of the will that looks just yeah. like Matt. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I want to see. Oh, with the stock. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the will and Prince Robot the Fourth are probably his biggest adversaries, but then also the brand and the stock, which are um, other bounty hunters. And even his play. ex, she's kind of a. Oh yeah, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn is definitely an adversary. Oh, for, a bit. for sure. Yeah. The wedding rings that he has with Alana um, were are her grandparents' rings. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, it's a little. That's little good, lovely. yaki. <laughs> uh, question. So, is there is there anything else that saga? Is there no like a telltale game? There's no board game. There's no nothing for because this this. This whole comic series uh, is huge. Yeah. I remember when it first came out and people were going fucking crazy about it. Um, Probably the second biggest independent comic behind The Walking Dead, I would say. Would you say it's bigger, yeah, absolutely. bigger than uh, Spawn was? Uh, bigger than Spawn is. Is, now. definitely, yeah. But like not... But you know then. how like that, it was like everyone got so swept up in it. Yeah, in, in 1992, nothing was bigger than Spawn. They were right, selling right, right. millions. Yeah, Saga is definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. I I mean, sometimes I almost felt like Saga was bigger than Walking Dead at times. Uh, just Walking Dead has the show, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it just like, as far different. as like a comic uh, aspect, I feel like as a comic, yeah. Saga was more popular than Walking Dead as a comic. Like, Walking Dead just has a bigger, like, uh, web that it's going out to. Yeah. And the show, I think, is way bigger than the comic. Right. And so, it just reaches a different. Yeah. Audience. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like at one point Telltale was going to develop a game. Mm. Um, That's why I said that because Telltale does anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. but that was back in oh, 2014. Did. So, well, they were actually back together again. To that, 
Yeah. They're a company again, so. Yeah, but then someone else was by them. Yeah, but it's still underneath the Telltale banner, and they got to rework their flaws that they had before. Mm. Uh, mm. I mean, I'll I'll hold out for a saga uh, game. That'd be fucking fun. Yeah. Brian K. Vaughn said that he thinks that's the best adaptation for the story. What? Is a game. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's just like just the comics and then any merchandise from the comics and that's it. That's all. It's where it exists right now. Huh. 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 Uh, question about. Uh, all right. So, I mean, fantasy booking. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it would be really cool because he's like such a skilled swordsman, but also has like really cool magical powers. It might be cool to see him team up with Katana. Do a little like back to back sword fighting. From Mortal Kombat? Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> from Suicide Squad. Oh. Um, but I think where he might fit best because of his philosophies and, and pacifist nature, um, uh, might be with the Ninja Turtles. Oh. And have him now face you're off speaking his language. <laughs> yeah, I think have him face off with Shredder would be really cool to see. Um, because he could use his sweet like lightning powers and stuff. But I think him and Splinter and Leonardo would have a lot to talk about. Um again, he can bring his his sword fighting skills. Not that they really need uh, additional sword fighting skills, but I think he would fit best with them. Hell yeah. And the and Saga's an image title. So Oh, there you go. It it's wow. possible. Yeah. Matt? Uh, so I'm thinking like Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Whoop. Turn on my flashlight here. Um, he would be Shfro. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> Save it. <laughs> um, and I'm trying. I don't know. He's unique in the Brian K. Vaughn uh, like repertoire of characters. I think it would be cool in. With other magical characters, maybe with like in the Neil Gaiman Sandman stuff. Oh, that would be cool. With the Endless. Mm. Mm. I'm a Sandman guy. I can't get into it. You should read Death, The High Cost of Living. Okay. You but, should read uh, uh, Moby Dick. should read Moby Dick. <laughs> I'll look into it. It starts out. I know it's got a whale. It does have yeah. a whale. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's a whale of a tail. Hey. <laughs> I call me Ishmael. I don't know anything <laughs> about him, but other than him being a skilled fighter, um, I would put him against uh, somewhat against maybe working with because he said like he's made you know allies of enemies, but I'd put him with a Taskmaster from Marvel, Ooh. just because of that you know high level of uh, skill of uh, just being a fighter, and like Taskmaster doesn't give a shit. He'll. Uh, <laughs> He'll do whatever if the price is right. You know, he's a straight-up mercenary, so he's, he's not a bad guy necessarily. But, yeah, so that would be my fantasy booking. And yeah, maybe Doctor Strange, too, I think. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Because they both have, you know, obviously, the magic thing, but, like, the really strong kind of moral. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing it for a really specific reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I would probably throw him in. I'm going to keep him in the, the image universe. Uh, so I would say that. I think good books that I could see him kind of interacting with would be like Rumble, uh, since that has a magic aspect. Uh, That'd be sweet. Aspect. That'd be really good. I love that. Um, skull Kickers, uh, because that is the like medieval uh, stuff. So there's goblins, there's mag- mages and everything around. Uh, I could see him working on that. And I can't fucking remember the name of the the comic right now. It's um, <clears throat> It's like the medieval kind of stuff. It's all the girls, like the- Rat Queens? Rat Queens. That's the one, because- uh, 
that's a really uh good book as well um and there's a lot of magical stuff in that so i think it just kind of fits in that realm i have a hard time kind of placing him with a like a marvel kind of character um well, I did, motherfucker. So <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not looking. I'm not looking down on you. You're a better man than me. That your imagination can run wild like that. Um, but I kind of like. I kind of view those. I would like to see. I don't really do them at all, but like more crossover stuff in Image United style. Yeah, I think some of it could work. Obviously, not all of it could. Because um, didn't Spawn just kill the universe? Uh, Spawn was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So and, and then Todd McFarlane was like, "I don't want to do this book anymore." Yeah, <laughs> just stopped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, stuff like that, just kind of image stuff. Cool. So and Cat, uh, yep. what other BK Vaughn books do you like? Um, I love Paper Girls. Uh, love and Paper then Girls. I started uh, Why the Last Man. I still have to check that out. Yeah. You haven't read Why the Last Man? I haven't seen any. I haven't seen it's a great. single panel. But I hear if you want to read uh, the quintessential Brian K. Vaughn book, other than Saga, you gotta read Why the it Last. It used man. to be yeah. Why the Last Man. Now I think it's Saga. well, right, right. Um, you gotta you gotta read it before the show. I there's a show. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, it's gonna be on FX. Uh, yeah, that was the sh- that was the book that I would I was I would sell on people. It's like you got to read this. I don't know you'd anything sell, about it. You sell on people, but, but you never. This read is well. Right. I'm just like you know, if you if you really enjoy Brian K. Vaughn and you if you if you've read Saga, check out Why the Last Man because this is kind of what you need to read. Yeah, Matt, Matt have you read Why? No, but I remember <laughs> I remember being that. suggested to read it. Matt's been suggested to read a lot of things. I mean, there's a That's lot true. to read, right? You, I. Yeah. I I don't ever want to like look down on you, Fro, for not having read a quintessential piece of comic books because there's just so much. It's there it's, is. It's yeah. fine that you know there's you're never going to be able to read everything. Matt, have you read any image titles? Uh, is Southern Bastards image? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. Oh, well, I read the first two volumes, and I don't know whatever happened to it. Uh, it got up to three, I think. Did it? Yeah. I, that's see. That's another. I don't know. I don't think Saga or Why the Last Man did this, but. I get, uh, I don't know, I get like burnt by these things because like I, I read it and I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And then it's like, next issue, two years from now. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It does happen. Yeah. Issue 54 was the last issue before the hiatus um, and crushed every single cell in my soul. <laughs> um, it ended on a cliffhanger of sorts. Uh, and it's been on hiatus for at least this year. It's been like a year this month. Yeah, there's a lot of they, books like that. They which did is, say they were going to do a hiatus, though, yeah. to, to be fair. But it's even not still, like it it's like, disappeared. kind of stinks. That's yeah. one of the problems with the, like, you know, uh, like the creator owned and everything. Like, they do it all. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like, don't write any other books. Like, stop working on multiple projects at once because it starts to put a dampen on yeah, a lot yeah. of other things. I don't think that this was that. I think that they wanted to recharge creatively. And yeah, like, that's um, that's what they said. They were like, we need to take some time to like recharge from the story and kind of where they left it. I'm not really sure where they're going to go. So I don't fault them for taking that time. And if he is working on Y and Paper Girls. Um, you just kind of lose. There's yeah. a chance that Saga just dies, though. That's the problem. No, I feel like that would never people would never let that happen. Like who's uh, who does trees? Is that Warren Ellis? No, Scott Snyder. What? Scott Snyder. He does trees. Oh, I thought it was. Warren oh no, Ellis. no, I'm sorry. I, you said witches earlier. Yeah, you're right. Warren Ellis does trees. Right, but trees that's, is back. But that how long was that? I don't know. But the new issue came out. 
Because Warren Ellis is a, is a dude that like his stuff just kind of yeah trickles real bad, and then witches like that was on hiatus for a very long time. Forever. That is that is a problem. I could see Matt. Uh, yes, you are one hundred percent right yeah. with that. Is like the fuck. Well, yeah. Why the Last Man was a Vertigo book, right? And is done, right. Is a complete thing. No, so. for sure. And there's a, a Justy Custer Easter egg, and why? He, oh, really? Yeah. Why has a fuck communism uh, Zippo lighter? Oh, nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw this in a book one time. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I saw cool. this somewhere out on the way. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I really wanted to read Private Eye. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. Did you read? Is that the uh, long? Yeah, it's like the book, long the black one. and yellow yeah. kind of mm-hmm. look. Okay. He was... always works with such really talented artists. Right. So his books are always like visually catching. You read We Stand on Guard. I think it's called. Yeah, I read that. It's like I enjoyed that. The war between the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, that one's good. I haven't read Pride of Baghdad. I have it. I haven't read it though. I haven't read it either. Yeah, but like, what do y'all think about Iron Man? Yo, Iron Man's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really like. I said I really liked uh, Southern Bastards, and and I was like, oh, this is cool. And like, I, but I don't know where that one ended off. I don't fucking know either. I don't even remember <laughs> what the fuck it was about. I just remember I, I read it and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. It's about some like football town and like fucking it's all corrupt and shit like that. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's pretty like violent and aggressive and like you know, a, you know, dark themes. I'm like, ah, I'm into this stuff. And I was like, I like this stuff, and I know I, I won't get it too often in Marvel. Um, and I know I got to go to you know the indies for it. Um, actually, there is a there is a, in, uh, a comic I read for a while that was indies. It was uh, you ever read Baltimore? Yeah, that's the, in the uh, Hellboy universe, and he's yeah, the vampire hunter. Yeah, I've read all oh, that's this. That's cool. I love the art for Baltimore, and I like that that book a lot. Um, I should actually, I, I wouldn't, I would go back and try to Lord Baltimore. I think that one's done now. Yeah, I think it is probably. Um, but but who's that? Dark Horse. Yeah, it's Dark Horse. Because yeah. it's because it's part of the Hellboy yeah. extended. Although, I guess it's technically part of the Hellboy extended, but it never references no. anything. It's just vampires, and yeah, hmm. it's good though. It is good. Uh. Yeah, final thoughts on Marco Fro. Uh, yeah, I mean, Marco's cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean... And final thoughts, Marco, uh, Tim Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird uh, little Italy <laughs> response to it. Uh, oh, Tim Taylor? Yeah, from Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah from Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie slip. <laughs> I didn't know my name was Tim Taylor. <laughs> Who did you think it was? Yo, you Taylor like, man, that's what I thought. <laughs> Yo, Fro has been wearing these fucking glasses all day, and now he has the mannerisms of uh, fucking what's his name, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> he keeps moving his head all around, and it's fucking killing me. Well, did you lose your eyesight? Well, gotta get into it, baby. What? What? What the fuck is wrong with you today? Quit fucking trying to channel more things into me. Did you get a concussion this morning? I may have. <laughs> That's why you're wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sensitive to light. Yeah. Uh, for, uh my final thoughts on Marco. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no point of reference for him. I really, really don't. Have um, we convinced you to, to at least read that first trade? I mean, I'll. I wanted to read it anyway. Uh, but I. I it's very action packed for a first. Yeah, we know you wanted trade. to read it, but like, have we? Convince you, you to do it. To actually do it. Jump off of Marvel for a little bit and right. be like, you know what? Let's, let's go into this. A little palate cleanser. Just take an hour this week and read that trade. <laughs> an hour, huh? Jesus, seems like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll see. I I don't want to. I don't want to promise anything. I can't definitely deliver on. All right. I won't hold you to it. All right. I will. But I, I will. will. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to. I think you got to just put something directly in Matt's face in order for him to actually do it. Yeah, I'll put it on my Kindle. I'll, that's what I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll at least put it on the Kindle so, so I can read it if I want to. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll come over to your house every night and just hold it in front of your face and turn the pages for you. All right, just but only like, do it when I blink. Like, yeah. a, like, okay. a, like an invalid. <laughs> uh, better, Matt, what your final thoughts on Marco? Uh, Saga's a great book. I would say it's one of the books that uh, got me back reading comics more. I was on a little bit of a lull when that book started, and it reignited the fury. The fury. So... Be- just because of that, it's a special book to me. And Marco rules. Yeah. Cool. And Kat, the final, final thought. Uh, yeah, I think Saga is a beautiful story. The artwork is incredible. The The writing is great. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk enough about Fiona. I know Fiona. Well, because this is the Marco episode. <sighs> Fiona, well, Fiona is the, the artist. artist. Yeah, Fiona. <laughs> this is a Marco episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fiona Staples is an incredibly talented artist. Um, she does all of the artwork in Saga, but also she does some mainstream titles like Archie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, her Archie run was fun. Yeah. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for her work. It's beautiful. Um, but I just, I love Marco so much. I think he's such a well-constructed character. He has such really cool powers that they use in very interesting ways in the story. Um, and I just, I think that, um, he kind of, his influence on other characters is telling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, That's going to do it for Marco from Saga or Saga. 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 (laughs) And uh, you can uh, find out more about Encyclocomica at makefun.network, makefun.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. At Encyclocomica. Encyclocomica. And you can always write us emails at uh, Encyclocomica at gmail.com. Maybe you can suggest a uh, a character that you'd like to see maybe in an upcoming uh seasonal episode of sorts uh cat where can people find you you can find me at conquest podcast on facebook instagram and twitter and over at wasted-minds.com cool uh fro where can people find you um right here in this studio playing hockey playing hockey they could cheer you on uh yeah come down to drake at massachusetts find me playing what, hockey what's your hockey team called flying hellfish cool they have a very what? sweet logo thank you Where'd Matt you? used to be on the team that's right i came up with the team name Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played a game with Matt. No, we, we never did not cross paths that way. Not it, not that we weren't friends or <laughs> didn't even live with each other. I think <laughs> we lived with each other at the time, and we never played on the same team. You I don't even think I crossed streams. Uh, well, we've crossed streams in that way, but uh, lots of sword fighting in yeah. the house. Yeah, uh, Any docking. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, I could if you wanted I me to. I couldn't. <laughs> well, that's the point. You only need one, really. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys win this morning? Uh, what the docking? Yes. <laughs> I, docking def- I definitely won yeah. out on that. I definitely uh, lost. Successful. <laughs> uh, and yes, I did win my hockey game this morning. Sweet. So, well, not this morning when this episode comes out. Oh, right. Oh, that morning. That morning. Yeah. yeah that morning. And uh, better, Matt. Did you win a hockey game? Uh, Eat your pie. 